Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast and this a Euro pod, a midweek version where we get to look at all the Premier League sides that have played in the Champions League on Tuesday and Wednesday. We will look ahead quickly to Sunday's big matchups and before that we will just talk about potential of English clubs starting to dominate in European football, maybe a little bit too soon, we'll chat that later on. But let's start, Robbio, with Wednesday's games and... Mm. The headline game, I think, on Wednesday, yep. Tottenham Hotspur at Wembley Stadium beating Real Madrid 3-1 in a stunning scoreline, a stunning game in so many ways, a fantastic game of football. Deli Alli getting two goals. Um, it, it, it had everything, really. What I guess what are your biggest takeaways when you saw this game? My first takeaway, Robin Musto, is I don't want to ever hear about Wembley hoodoos anymore. Yeah, that's done. You've, you've that's just gone. taken yeah. apart the best team in Europe or the reigning champions of the Champions League. Yeah. So no more hoodoos. Whether Huddersfield turn up at Wembley and beat Spurs, that's coincidence. I'm not having hoodoos. So I think we can, we can put that one to bed and, and move on. I think what it was, it was, it was an important night for the football club. Harry came back into the first team picture, played somewhere around 75, 80 minutes uh, of the game. Shows his importance to the group, although he didn't score. Still very integral with the way that he played. It was him chasing down a lost cause that mm. won a throw-in that they end up getting the first goal. I think it was important coming off the back of two losses when you think of the League Cup last week, 3-2 defeat to West Ham, having been 2-0 up. 1-0 loss at Manchester United when maybe they had a couple of chances where they could have won that game. So I think it was important for the group and for Pochettino, Rob, to kind of keep that belief and that self-confidence and, and, and the understanding that this club is still going in the right direction and toe-to-toe measuring against it. And I know it's not the most informed Real Madrid mm. team. They lost it at the weekend uh, in, in La Liga coming into this game. But it's still a very, very talented team. And for, for Spurs to go toe-to-toe and dominate their counter-attacks in the way that they played, their tactic worked fantastically well. It's a huge compliment to the football club, to the manager... And this group of players who seem to believe that they can still go places and, and win things. It was surprisingly comfortable for mm. Spurs, Rob. I mean, I, I, I don't really want to use the word easy, mm. but the game was so open that, that Spurs had so much space to play in. I, I yeah. think Real Madrid have to be guilty of lacking Spurs' respect. I don't think they they thought that this was going to be a particularly difficult game. Either that or they're in such a, f- a funny mindset where yeah. there's no real uh, I think it's more sense latter, of desperation. Yeah, I, I just more the latter to me. just felt like their defensive organisation when they went forward wasn't great. Their, their discipline in, in 
you know, not, you know, fullbacks pouring forward, midfield players wanting to join in. There was so much space when, when Spurs broke on that counter. And you've got the running power of Deli Ali and the passing range of Ericsson. And, you know, we saw the value of having Harry Kane being a, a focal point to hit and hold and join in from. Mm. Um, but as you say, second half, Rob, we're, we're getting Spurs fans olaying Real Madrid because they're keeping <laughs> the ball away from them. I mean, yeah, yeah it was how amazing. comfortable at one stage the game got. I mean, and they had to readjust a little bit, Spurs, with Alderweireld got injured, yeah. which is a concern. But of course, they've got uh, Eric Dyer that's done that before, and he slotted into the back three. And a player that I want to talk about, Harry Winks, Rob. I, yeah, I, well, I just, I mean, well. is this another one of Pochettino that that he just? I mean, there's been an incredible amount of players that come to this team. They're like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, this is a new guy, and you know, and, and then he looks so comfortable. Though, Forget ability and his touch and his passing, his range, which is really his good. Mentality getting on mm. the ball, wanting the ball, yeah. switching the play, yeah. organising his teammates. I mean, really? I mean, Kieran Trippier as well at right back. I mean, yeah. these are players that, that I, you know, we Kieran Trippier, I mean, at Burnley, yeah, Burnley Football Club. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's playing against Real Madrid and mm. providing assists and looking great and good crosses. And it's just remarkable what he's doing. And Pochettino's the man. He's the yeah. real deal, Robbie Earl. And, you know, I know he hasn't won a trophy yet and you give mm. him a hard time when others give him a hard time about... You know, well, he, he's not got a hard a time. Just, just of, of, of what's <clears> important, and, and great football is great football. But you know, at some point, something's got to be in the, in the trophy cabinet. But, but you're right, Robin, and, and, and he deserves so much. And, mm. and maybe some of our viewers have heard it, and I know you've heard it. I'm, I, I continually go back to 2014 when I went to watch him. He just got to the football club. They were training at the Seattle Seahawks tra- uh, facility, and it was a pre-season, and Spurs were there, and I managed to go up. We were doing a few interviews, and I was able to watch them train. And honestly, Robbie Musto, the first goal that Spurs scored today, I can see it in my head, Pochettino coaching his team through that, where mm-hmm. he likes pacey football, he likes combination play, he likes to work it down one side of the pitch, and he, he likes to get the ball out from there, what we call a switch of play, go out the other side. So if he's working down the right, he likes a quick possession out to the fullback on the opposite side and, and vice versa. The goal well, that's what that happened. Exactly scored, it, yeah. Honestly, I've seen them. He crossed I was watching them in training and training, yeah. repetitively do it and just saying, wow, this, this guy. And he was talking about speed of passing, speed of movement, getting overlaps, getting the ball in the mm. six-yard box. Today, it works against the, the reigning champions. Deli Ali played uh, just at the top of that diamond in midfield, in behind Harry Kane. Yeah. And let, let, of course, when you score two goals, that's, that's a massive headline. headline yeah. And he's going to grab those, and, and people are going to talk about his future at the football club. Before that, I, I didn't think he, he didn't really do much, did he? I thought no. his, his, some of his touches and some of his passing looked sloppy, and you're like, come on, Deli Ali, you, you're better than that. And then he pops up and gets that goal, yeah. fantastically timed run. He is he. What sort of player is he going to be? Is he going to be a, a kind of a David Platt, a maybe a Frank Lampard that, that focuses? I think there's more to him than that, and that's not being disrespectful. to David Platt, who had a brilliant time and, and, and was a great finisher. He, he can be better playing that, but I know what you mean. Sometimes he gets sloppy with his passing, and yeah. to go in yeah. one of the great teams, if he's going to, you know, mm. not that Spurs aren't great, I should say, but if he's going to go to play a, a, in a side where keeping the ball and those things are yeah, so important, it's, it's he, he can't get away with that sloppiness. No. Because, they were, they, they, you know, the big teams won't allow that. Now, at Spurs, he's, he's still growing, he's still developing. He's a wonderful, he's, a, he's actually a wonderful footballer, but he sometimes seems to me that he gets a bit in his head, a bit lax with things, and mm. he flicks a few things, and he gets a little bit loose with that. If he could, you know, in fairness, you look at Harry Winks, 
I don't see none of that in him. No. Every pass is important. Every little yeah. touch, every ball he plays around the corner, he plays with care mm. and understanding. And um, listen, it's maybe a bit harsh because there's so much to admire about Deli Ali. At times, run, his timing of his runs, yeah, his ability to good. break the defensive lines just by running between those centre-backs and things. doesn't have to give his teammates some space as well. So, and, that, and his second goal, Rob, his second goal, the yeah. composure that he took to yeah, just ride that, that once, was good. I mean, that was really good. I mean, he, he, he's, he's got to be one of the best midfield players in Europe now, Rob. You know, to do, be doing that on that stage in front of the Real Madrid owners and, and well, I don't know. And, and I don't the know whether he, he's got I, to be, I don't know about that. If you say one of the potentially one of the best goal-scoring midfield players, yeah. yeah but when you yeah, say well, midfield probably, players yeah. in general, yeah. I don't think he is. I don't think he's he is. young enough for the other things to start developing. Isn't if the, you know, he's going to improve. It will be his, his understanding of the game, his, his maybe his touch and his passing and, and his, his tactical play. But in, mm. I, I look today, I'm not sure there was too many midfield players in, on the Real Madrid team. I'd swap for Deli Ali. Just on the on the bigger picture of Spurs, Rob, and I, my kind of my last note on this game yeah. as I was jotting things down was like, I hope Spurs use this result in the right way. Mm. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this is a massive result, but but don't, younger players, or, or, or anybody at this football club, don't start to think you've made it. Don't start to yeah. think that you're at a level yeah. now and you can show any kind of swagger <laughs> or any, time of, yeah. uh, any kind of casualness in your following games in this mm. competition or in any other competition because this sort of result puts you on a pedestal, puts your manager, puts Deli Alli, puts all the players yeah. on a point, wow, they can compete at the very best club team in, on the planet. And I, 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 I don't think it'll happen because the Pochettino's yeah. that type to, to keep the, the players' feet on the ground. But there is a potential, and I'm a little bit worried, that, 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 that this statement victory could just have, um, you know, change the mindset of those mm. players. They might just forget a little bit about what, what got them to this position today. It's funny, maybe we spent too much time together or we're all cynical pros because I was yeah. watching it exactly the end of the game and I'm thinking, what a mm. brilliant result that is. I mean, mm. you've, you've taken Real Madrid, you've got your goals, you've had good possession. At times, you've not made them look too dangerous. It, it was, couldn't have gone much better apart from maybe the goal they conceded. But then I was thinking to myself, I wonder how this, this young group of, of top international players, I wonder how they enjoyed tonight. Mm. Is it... And, and we know it, Rob. I've been there. We think, is it one of the clubs in London and, and getting a few drinks and getting? Is it, you know, you you, you rehab drinks and early night back into training tomorrow because you've got to. I just wondered what might come from what might what kind of group the the, the players are because they, if they can do it right and and be focused on on the games and what's important next, whether it be Premier League, Cup or or whatever. This group have got a chance of doing something. They've shown tonight this group have got a chance of doing something. And I know Alderweireld goes out, but then they've got Dyer can come back and Aurier can play. And that's what's great about this Spurs team. There's so many moving pots. Dembele comes in. Sissoko came in today. Mm. Son didn't, wasn't involved. So he's got moving pots that can come in. But I just wonder... I just hope this group understand what they've got and where they are and they don't take it for granted because they've got a real opportunity making a mark, not only in domestic football, but possibly in European football as well. And just just to finish this off in a slightly different angle, again, Rob, I'm, th I'm thinking about bigger picture contracts. 
you know, are those Spurs players now saying, hang on a minute, listen, this is getting a bit crazy now. We're nowhere near earning what other players mm. earn in the Premier League, and yet we, we, we can beat teams like Real Madrid. That's the other side of it, where their agents might be poking them and say, OK, you, know, we, you are talking about their clients, Spurs players, yeah. proving yourself on the highest level. Mm. We've got to go in and get more money. So that, that might be something yeah. that comes All challenges. as well. All yeah. challenges, but it's not a night to put a, a dampener on it. It's fantastic <clears> no. night to talk them on. Absolutely. At Wembley, great atmosphere, great result, and um, yeah, Tottenham flying. Let's talk about another team who seem to be flying at the moment: Manchester City, four-two winners away at Napoli. Pep Guardiola said that Napoli were one of the toughest mm. teams he'd faced from the first uh, the first tie in, in, in this one. So a four-two win away from home, but has to go down as, as another excellent night for Pep Guardiola. And Sergio Aguero breaking Manchester City's all-time goal-scoring record. He's now got 178 goals going ahead of, of Eric Brook. And, um, I mean, Aguero himself is just, you know, it, the goals per game ratio is, is crazy with this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. it, however, however there, was a, there was talk at one time that this guy could be leaving the football club is crazy. But Manchester City at the moment, Robert, are on mm-hmm. a roll. It's, it's starting to get, like, a little bit crazy. Um, I did a Facebook Live, Rob, after the Spurs game, yeah. and I got a couple of City questions on there, and they're kind of asking how far they could go, etc., which we, we, I guess we'll get to. But... That the point was, my main point back was, what was crazy about City at the moment is that the front line, it, it, could, be any, it could be any three players at the moment, yeah. and it doesn't matter, which is scary. It doesn't matter who it is. They're banging goals in um, you know, against all teams. There was no uh, Jesus in this particular game. You had Sterling, Aguero, and Sane playing. Yeah. You know, David Silva... Um, didn't play in the game. It was Gundogan. So I think, again, when you look at the uh, the data and fact of this and, and what they're doing, you've got Sterling scoring another goal, assisted yeah, by Kim De Bruyne. Season, yeah. You've got Aguero and Stones as- assisted by Leroy Sané. Sané is scoring and assisting. So all those front players are, are, are managing to do the business. And, mm. you know, Edison is a better goalkeeper uh, yeah. this season. So that's better. We know that the, the defenders... Uh, better. Danilo played instead of Walker today on the right-hand side. So they, they've got... I mean, he, he talks about Napoli being one of the best teams he's ever played against, Rob. Mm. He left out Walker. You know, he, he's leaving out Jesus, who's... I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of scary when in a difficult away game in the Champions League, they can rotate... You know, who knows what their first eleven is at the moment and still, I mean, produce such good results. I mean, I heard... I think it was an ex-pro um, pundit now. Oh, what's his name? Is it Cascarino? Um, is it Cascarino? It might have been on the radio, Rob, saying that that um, that he calls Man City uh, between two and six. Between two and six, they're a, they're a team that every game look like they're going to score between two and six goals. <laughs> you know, and they've beat that. I think this this one game this year. Yeah. So, and, and I think you know what? That's a good way of putting it. I won't nick his line, but mm. it, they are, aren't they? Every game, Rob. By the way, it's like three, four, five. Yeah. I mean, a, another one today against Napoli away from home at a really good side. So. It, it, it continues. It's and, it's and scary. About managers. Sorry, yeah. you just made the contract yeah. with, with, with Kieran Trippier. Fabian Delph, you know, was yeah. was a bit on the outside. He thought he was going to go Stoke in the window. He's been an important player for him, Rob, of late with Mendy out and people coming in and doing jobs and you know the way that that Pep wants him to play. He gave, obviously did the confidence um, mm. within the group. Um, you know, just seemed to keep keep on getting it done and. I suppose the argument would be, is this team better suited to European football than Premier League football? Is actually the Champions League maybe the competition that that Pep's football works yeah. out best in? Mm. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, how far can they go, Rob? 
I mean, let's talk about it in both in both fronts because Premier League and Champions League yeah. is extremely difficult to be <clears throat> to to be successful to go all the way in both competitions. You know, I know we're only ten games in. Uh, I know that we haven't started this, the knockout stages yeah. yet, but but just you know, if, if Pep thinks that Napoli is one of the best sides, yeah. and, he, and he and he beats them comfortably in terms of scoreline, we didn't get a close look at this game. It's mm -hmm. impossible to look at all the games at the same time, but you've got to be thinking who can beat them? Who yeah. can beat them in European football? Go, Robbie Earl. Well, you, you're talking about on a, on a, on a one-off basis. Madrid have to have a very good day. Barcelona have to have a very good day. Bayern Munich, who I'm in, in in brilliant form, you know, one of the very very big boys have to come with with all guns blazing and have a very good day to beat Manchester City, and and the converse of that is if Manchester City have a very good day, as you're as you were saying, between two and six, they can blow you away because these goals all over the park. Listen, yeah. Fernandinho's weighed in with a couple of goals lately. That's how much this, yeah. these goals in this team. So they're becoming one of the teams I think that people will fear PSG Robbie must yes would be I'm an just interesting a, I didn't want you to forget that one I just better bring that up because yeah. they PSG would be an interesting one I think they'd be they, they'd be the favorites team, wouldn't they in, in, with that group yeah I mean they got talent wherever you yeah. look in it Mbappe and Cavani and Neymar um, Verratti they scored a brilliant goal mm -hmm. as well yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be fascinating, um, but you uh, you have to think that Man City have a have a have a good chance of getting to the semi final, if not further. And and that's not also ruling out other um, teams no. from the Premier League as well. But another another brilliant day for Manchester City, um, and they've got another game which we'll get to, of course, against Arsenal on Sunday. But just wrapping up the Wednesday games, Rob, uh, Liverpool three, Maribor nil. We all expected them to win this game. Mm. Um, I guess you don't learn much when a team, you know, plays as well and, and wins three 0 I mean, it's not a particularly difficult game for them, um, but no. still, still interesting. The same, they, they still managed to get the job done. Got the job done. I like that Daniel came into the game and yeah. scored again. Two yeah. and two now for stories. The Daniel dances back. I think mm. it can only be good news for Liverpool if they can start to creep a bit of confidence into him and get him on the out on the field regular and and, and find the back in there. That's a bonus, Rob. That's like a new signing. Uh, if, if somehow you can rehabilitate Daniel Sturridge to the player we saw two, three years ago who used to terrorise defences. So thought that was important. Um, Mo Salah scoring again, Rob. Mo I mean, Salah, it, I, think, I think that's tempting Fantastic him as goals. Well. Fantastic goals from a wide area. I mean, that's yeah. so important when, when the number nine, Firmino, is not really banging goals no. in at the moment. No, so, uh, he struggled a little bit. I think, I think from, from Liverpool's point of view, what, how I would look at this one, Rob, is, it, it, you know, a game they expected to win and did win, 3-0, all good, clean sheet, important. Now it's about a bit of concentration on the Premier League for them. Mm. I think it's about, OK, we've we, we dealt with Europe, you know, they're in a good sort of the position out. Now it's time to concentrate on, on, on Premier League and they're away at West Ham at the weekend, which is going to be a difficult game, not least because of Slavin fighting for his life to get results uh, and it's a West Ham team that can be a bit direct if they need to be can go to that emergency football that can be a bit ugly but could put Liverpool under pressure so it's mm. now kind of turning your attention and showing that you're serious players in the Premier League you're not just a, an up and down win one draw one lose one kind of team that you can be consistent in the league as well as obviously put minnows like Maribor to the sword in, in European football so I'd be interested to see Liverpool's reaction at West Ham, I think that's a 12.30 or 1.30 out-time kick-off on, on the weekend. 
Let's jump to the Tuesday games, Robin. Unless yeah. it wasn't all sweetness and light for the Premier League side. No. Um, Chelsea lost and lost quite badly at Roma three yeah. 0 um, Wow, well, lot, lots to lots to chat about here. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, you know, you know what was strange for me, Rob, is that the first half I thought Chelsea played pretty well, mm -hmm. and it's a stunning, yeah. stunning early goal that puts a yeah. one 0 behind. And then, of course, you have to come out and play a little bit. And, and, I, and I thought they did. I think the, the way in the second half that Chelsea fell fell apart a little fell bit away, defensively yeah. is, is the concern. And that's, that's mm. the worrying part for... You talked about attitude as well, Rob. Uh, I, I read a couple of quotes right. that said we didn't have the right attitude. We showed nothing in the second half. Yeah, well, there, there wasn't anything in the second half. And, I, and I, can, I think you can put this down to three parts of the team that's not performing. Mm -hmm. And I'll start at the top. And, you know, at the start of the season, Rob, I wasn't sure about Alvaro Morata. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's a funny player, isn't he? Because he, he, he can look awful. He can yeah. look awful. Or he can look like, he, like he, an he artist. was rushed back from that injury, Rob, with the hamstring. He hasn't quite looked the same since he's come back, has he? But how long have we got to wait? We have no, to wait for him before. I hear you, and I don't know if he's not 100%, or he's one of those players, is he... It sounds like Daniel you're giving him an out. He has to feel 100% in his head to get the best out of himself. I don't know, but I'm just putting it out there. I, don't, I, don't, I, I still have concerns that he's, he's physically and mentally tough enough to be the, the leading striker for a club like this playing in, in, in big competitions. And again, mm -hmm. he hasn't done that before. And there's no question he scored some really good goals. He's, yeah. he's, 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 his, his runs are fantastic, his movement. But but I don't see it enough. And if that ball isn't there t from Aspilicueta to head in, or mm -hmm. or somebody doesn't combine with him, are you going to get enough out of this guy? So that's one part of the team I think is struggling. Yeah. The centre of midfield is a problem, yeah. and two players in there, Bakayoko and Cesc Fabregas, is not enough no. in certain tired. games. He couldn't get across the work. Yeah. They've had to play I a lot of games. There's no cover. Wise, it, it can can play that role. He's, he's played a lot of football, Cesc Fabregas, in short space of time. Yeah, and I think Johnny, Danny Drinkwater sorry, came into the game. There's yeah. got to be more of him. Uh -huh. um, we know that N'Golo Kante is close, and, and yep. maybe he'll be ready for Sunday's game against United. But that, So that's a problem area as well. And then defensively, the, the three centre-backs, and, mm. and you know, he kind of changed him over, it around. Kale yeah, switching them. Left to right. Why is he doing that? Didn't, didn't, un didn't quite understand what that was all about. No, I, and it's not helping. I mean... You, and, and because of the extra games in the Champions League compared to the Premier League mm. now, he's got to rest and rotate players a little yeah. bit, and it's becoming a problem. And this is what they didn't have last year, hence yeah. a lot of the reason why they, they were so the solid. As well, Rob, to, to, to rest and, and rotate. Have, have they, you know, when you look at, at, at Manchester City, let's say, when I look at, at Arsenal, let's say, there's a lot more depth in there to, to rotate. Jose, to a certain degree, has got, got a lot more depth. I'm not sure Chelsea have got that, that quality and depth that some of the other teams have well, got. We've got Bacuay, so that's not brilliant quality. Mm. Victor Moses is out at the moment on the right-hand side. I mean, there is, there is, and Zabacosta's another, there is a yeah. little bit of depth there, but I, I think my biggest point on them is that they're not used to the rotation part. Last year wasn't like this, and this year has to be more rotating, and it's not gone well. Um, N'Golo Kante is not there to protect. Mm -hmm. A back three that, that, are, that, that are kind of confused a little bit, and there's different players. Christian, Christensen I liked. I don't know why he's not playing as much at the moment. So, lots of change. I mean, I don't, I'm not seeing it as a doom and gloom. Oh, no. You know, it's Antonio Conte doing an awful job. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, everybody's going to jump on this. I'm not seeing that. The team played well enough in patches, even in a 3-0 defeat, to say that, you know, they've not totally gone. Their heads aren't all over the place. And they're, they're an awful side all of a sudden. But just 
that these factors have just taken them from a side that won all, won all the time now to, to, to being kind of inconsistent and looking like mm. concede a lot of goals. That's got to be the thing for Conte. Now, get back to basics, get back to being a really strong defensive team, which is what you, you're great as a coach and what this Chelsea team was, uh, particularly first part of last year. Well, well I know, and it's brought up again, uh, certainly in the English media, I think it's the Neville brothers, certainly Phil Neville has come out and said, it, it, you know, it, it makes this decision to sell Nemanja Matic to Manchester United uh, even more ridiculous. Whoever did that needs sacking Phil Neville's come out in, in, in the media and said, and, you know, obviously at, at these times you, you could do with another, a body like Matic who can sit in front of that mm. back four, can give you a little bit of control. Maybe he's not the greatest passer in the world, but, you, you, you know, you, you had a nice balance with people like Sesk in the team, etc. The other thing for me, Rob, and, and, and this is, I think where I alluded to at the weekend when um, I won the game, I said it, it, was, it was a bit of an ugly win, and, and I meant in, in respect of they haven't controlled games much. If I go back to the first game of the season and they got beat 3-2 at Burnley and we're all a little bit old, you know, is it going to be another downward spiral for Chelsea? And it hasn't been that case. And the manager's done a good job. But what I would say of Chelsea, there's been very few occasions this season where I felt they've been comfortable, where they've been in control. It's, it's always seemed it's a bit of a stretch for them. It, it's a little bit, you know, could go, could go either way. Whereas the Chelsea of last year, and again, I know there was less games and so less demand physically on the team, they just seemed more in control of things. They seemed like they had more resistance to the opposition. That's one of the things that, that's worried me a little bit. Like it, Games have been in the balance a little bit too much. They've not quite controlled them in, in the same manner with the three centre-backs and, and, and then the wing-backs controlling the game, whether they have to sit back sometimes and absorb a little bit of pressure, but look strong, know they're going to counter-attack. That, to me, is the thing that I'm, I'm a little concerned. They've lost a little bit of that control that made them such a good team last season. But I think they're back, bounced back. Uh, big mm-hmm. game of the weekend for them. But uh, Manchester United, 2-0 against Benfica. Yeah. Um, you saw most of this one, Rob. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah how, was, how did that go? Um, was never really in, in doubt for Manchester United. Um, end up missing, well, uh, penalty kick saved by, by Martial. Uh, first of all, uh, Nemanja Matic then hits a shot against the post. The young goalkeeper who had a, a bit of a nightmare taking the ball over his goal line in the first uh, game in, 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 in this group. Then does a similar b- ball bounce off the off the post, hits him on the back of the head, goes over. So relief for United. Then they can play as they did. Um, the second goal came about courtesy of a penalty. Rashford, who, who came on for Martial, did his typical dribbling down that left-hand side, gets tripped over. Interesting uh, that at this time, and the, you know, one or two papers made a bit of it, that Romelu Lukaku, who looked like he wanted to take mm. the penalty kick, I think it's six games now he's gone without scoring all competitions, was told not to, and that Daley Blint was given the ball. Blint went on and, and scored the goal, but there was a little bit of thought that maybe Lukaku could have, could have done with that goal for a little bit of a confidence boost. Maybe that's certainly not the way Jose Mourinho goes with his teams. Apparently, if, if there's somebody who's a, a penalty taker, they take they take it. So the goal was good. I mean, in terms of Manchester United, I thought it was one of them games where win was never in doubt. Was able to rest a few players. 100% record in the Champions League. I think need a point now to get through. So in terms of all that, Rob, I mean, not much to, to, to really report. Mm. A couple of things that they did, and, and, and I want to throw back at you there. Straight after the game, he, Jose was right back on the defensive, talking about 
Well, the pundits can have their comments about that as they do and started talking. There was a bit of talk about fans as well, whether fans are making enough noise or not. I've heard, I read today that the Manchester United, one of the fans group, are inviting Josie to come and talk to him about what he wants. Just getting the sense, Rob, angry, angry Jose's turned up again. <laughs> well, uh, he's angry, Rob, because I think that the atmosphere at Old Trafford in certain games, when they're doing their very good defensive football, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not that much to, to shout about. And, and I think that's a little bit of the consequences when you when you do play a defensive first strategy. And it hasn't always been like that. I mean, they, that style has led to counterattacks and has led to yeah. goals. But the, it, it, So it's not as though United haven't scored many goals because their, their goal tally is quite high. But those goals come kind of late on and they come when teams are a little bit more desperate. They're throwing people forward and they get caught by some, some substitute pace of Martial or Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, the general kind of when you're watching the game and you, you know, kind of early on, maybe the first half and stuff... It's not been brilliant scintillating football, so the fans, particularly at Old Trafford, yeah. aren't gonna, you know, maybe not gonna appreciate fully that. I mean, it's that that's just the way it is, and you know, it, 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 that that's the way, you know, how he can try and influence that. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. by winning games, that's how he gets his cheers of the game afterwards. But you know, it, it's no point. I mean, he ain't gonna change his style, and yeah. it's gonna be the same now. I guess the fans just gotta get used to it, haven't they? Yeah, I, I think so. Because as you say, he isn't gonna change. Although, you know. The same fans, again, w- weren't complaining when the four were going in against was it Leicester's and West Ham's early in the season. Cause do, it, do you think know, as well? The same kind of chat, but the goals are going. A little bit yeah. more freedom to the play. But Jose's in Jose mould now. Important time of the season, coming up, you know, the months before Christmas when, he, you know, things start to, to get sorted out. And he's, he's decided that he's going to go with his defensive setup. He's going to have things... People sitting deep. He's going to counter attack. He's going to wait for those mistakes, and, and that's the way he's going to win his games. Just, now, just in Manchester just United in that style, though, Rob. I have to I have to put up with that, and have to understand that because you're not really going to change this guy. It's what he's done. It's his it's his, his mo through, through most of the competitions he's won, um, and being at Manchester United, the questions are out. Would you know Manchester United change Jose? Would Jose change Manchester United? Well, it looks like as big a club and as great a club as it is. The special one is, is staying as he is, defending deep, defending well and, and taking chances when they come. So, I mean, it, a 2-0 win at home against a, a poor Benfica team was, a, was about, you know, easily job done with a team that was pretty much picked with the weekend in mind. Uh, he can do that now and, and, and start concentrating on the, on the weekend just game. Let me but, ask you, what, you, know, me just, ask you one just last before question. Before we move, we, we get to that. Manchester United, Rob, are another team. If Josie was to put out his strongest team and plays park the bus style, wait for chances, it's still going to be a dangerous opposition in the Champions League, you know? They Both are. teams in Jose Mourinho's team have won Champions League. Yeah, I know they have, and, and they can absolutely do it this way. I and mean, we saw um, Chelsea win the Champions League in 2012 with yeah. a very defensive mindset. I um, was there for that game. Just, just before we move on from I just want to get your take on on you know Lukaku's looked a little bit a little bit off recently yeah. I think you could you could say that Henrik Mkhitaryan has been a little bit off over the last few weeks yeah. Juan Mata has not been great he's been dragged yeah. off is this is the the defensive first really good defensive style hindering and not not annoying but but kind of frustrating some of the talented players Possibly. in the team and also Lukaku up front mm. when in a defensive style is most of the time kind of you know without possession, yeah, without chances. Is that going to yeah, grind down these attacking players? 
you know my answer, and, and it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great point you make, but my answer is a little bit like your answer to the fans. You know what? You're going to have to get on with it because you ain't going to change it. Yeah. But that, that's what goes wrong, though, doesn't it? I decided on Monday morning, right, let's go into the gaffer's office and have a chat with him. Gaffer, can we play a little bit more forward play? Because, you know, mm. I'm not getting... Really? I mean, this, this, it's, it, it, suck it up, get on with it. If you want to be in the first 11, that's what you've got to do. There were times in the game, Martial is playing like a, a, an ancillary left-back. Having mm. to follow, but he he's now understands that in Jose Mourinho's team, if a full-back flies on and, and the, the defence have got work to, you have to go back and mark them. And you can see it's, it's maybe done with a little bit of reluctance because he'd far rather be doing his, his stuff at the other end of the pitch. But that's the way Jose has his team. That's the way you've got to play. And he's been successful with it with, he'll suggest, bigger players that, than, than some of the Man United boys. He had Samuel Eto'o playing as an auxiliary left-back in Champions League finals. So... Mm. It doesn't bother him how big you are and what you've done. You have to fit in with the way he plays. And just like the fans might have to get used to it, I think the players are more getting used to it. Might not make be making them happy bunnies, but if you want to stay in the first team, that's the way you've got to do Question. Spurs, top of their group. Liverpool, top of their group. Manchester United, top of their group. Man City, top of their group. Like Chelsea, it. second oh, in their group. It looks like all the English mm. teams, the five from the Champions League, are going yeah. to qualify to yeah. the next stage of the Champions League. Is this, Robbie Earl, the beginning of a, uh, a dominant Premier League considering the finances, the TV deals, mm. the way that money keeps escalating and mm. a lot of the money has been wasted over the last four or five years absolutely yep. in this competition, so you've not seen it. But is it inevitably at some point no, the most of the best, best players will want the big, biggest money and will come to the Premier League. Is it now the start, the beginning of a period of... And, and uh, listen, I'm not saying... I, I, I'm, this is just a question. I'm not yeah, saying I agree I, with I this statement. I think it's a good but you know where I'm going. I, is this the start of something? I had something similar myself in terms of teams at the top all look like they're going to qualify. Or, or is, this, is there a realistic chance of, of us finding a winner, Robert? And I'm thinking... And you're talking about the players now. The money, no doubt the depth of, of squads, the quality of, of, of players that you can put out. So now, you, you know, some of these teams can almost, a bit like Manchester United, put out a team that they can beat a, a Benfica midweek and, set, you know, rest five or six players that, that may be part of, of what happens at the weekend. That wasn't the case in the past. Um, I think managers have a lot to do with it as well. I think we've got good, good European-tested managers who can play maybe with different systems tactically, I think, Teams are slightly better aware um, of, of when the opposition have the ball, of, of maybe playing on a counter-attack, of knowing when to, to defend situations and keep control of the ball, um, not necessarily always looking to score, but sometimes taking a rest in possession. You know, English football's been a bit too much sort of north and south, one goal to the other goal, giving the ball away and, and, and that. So I think all those things add, add to why we, we're seeing an improvement. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll counter you with my, with my question, Rob. If, who could be the most likely? Obviously, City, because of, of the goals, I, I assume. But could a Chelsea, tactically, if, if things don't quite stop going for the league, could he, could he with, with, you know, with his um, experience, obviously being at Juve and winning the competition, could he, could he, could he do... Could he do it at Chelsea? Could Manchester United with Jose? Could Liverpool? Have Liverpool got one game danger in them that, that can win you a Champions League? No, I don't think so. I think the team that from England that's got the best chance of doing it is Manchester City. Um, Man United, uh, given everybody fit, 
I think given the way that they play in a mm-hmm. knockout tournament, have a chance as well. I don't see uh, Chelsea. I don't. I don't think they're ready for that. They're not. They're not secure at, at both ends of the field and not performing very well up front or defensively. Liverpool. I don't think are at the right level as well. And Spurs. Um, Again, just not quite right. So it's, it's great they're all doing well. Um, yeah. I, I think Man City have the best chance of doing it. It's just it's just it's just interesting that a lot of the teams look powerful in in European football right now, and you know the teams that can can beat the English teams is Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, or PSG, and that's four very very good clubs yeah. with very good players that are well financed that have a great history tradition in the, mm-hmm. in the competition. Um, that would be the threat. I just, it's just, you know, the, the point that they're all doing thing, so Rob, well. And, and knockout stages yeah. another. Let, let's think of Arsenal, who uh, was serial, you know, getting out of groups but couldn't get through past that, that round of 16. So, you know, there's a whole new new set of tests waiting for, the, for, for most of the English clubs, hopefully, when, when they get through. But um, at the moment, looking positive, and, and it'd be great to, to get to that stage where we get a couple of teams in semi finals again, like, like we did in the, in the past. Okay, mate, let's move on to finally a quick preview for Sunday's big games. Mm. Chelsea playing Manchester United, City are playing Arsenal. They're the two massive games on Sunday. Yep. I mean, given what we've seen over the last couple of days, um, Arsenal, of course, have got a game tomorrow against Red Star Belgrade. Yeah. What do you think of these two games? Who do you, who do you think is going to win? Well, let, let's go Chelsea-Manchester United uh, mm. f- first. Uh, that's really the big one. Bit of pressure on Chelsea now. Obviously, disappointing result midweek. Um, you know, a little bit of pressure to, to maintain position in the, in, around the top four uh, against a Manchester United team who, who, you know, got away and find a way. And listen, some some are suggesting like, what will will Jose go with any other tactic? Let me tell you, I've seen him cleaning his windscreen, putting his diesel in his in, in, in his bus. He's getting ready to park it up. <laughs> yeah, I he's mean, revving don't, up. Don't even he? think about any any other way. Mm-hmm. He's also going back to Stamford Bridge. Having got beaten 4-0, I think it was last yeah. season when he went there. Yeah, Some of the Chelsea revenge, fans are giving him a little bit of stick that was a little mm-hmm. bit uncalled for by, by me, what this, what this guy did at the football club, but that's modern-day football. So he's going there with a point to prove to Chelsea fans, the Chelsea manager, maybe the, the Chelsea owner, some of those players who were the players who let him down. And most of all, he's going there for Jose Mourinho. He's going there to get the job done. So I think um, Chelsea will be all on to, to, to break down and, and be secure, especially some of the defending we saw midweek, Rob, that, that wasn't great. Um, how, how they how they love to have Angolo Kante back in, in the starting lineup. You almost get the sense he might even be rushed back in just to get him back on the pitch. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think he's so important, and I think they'd be so hurt from that Roma loss mm. that actually, I actually are, are, are just favouring Chelsea, Rob. I think wow. they have got a big performance in them. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not convinced about the, the United back four at the moment, and I know they've got some great results of late with some mm. you know clean sheets are, are continuing to, to go in for them, but this is... Yeah, it's a really difficult game. You know, Spurs at home without Harry Kane, good result, one nil. Mm. Uh, Liverpool away, nil nil. This is Chelsea away, and, and I, as far as I know, Morata, Hazard, Pedro, Engolo, uh, I think Engolo Kante, I think is going to be okay. They got most players, I think, available. I, I just think this could be a, a special day, and I think Chelsea will find a way to get through this stubborn United uh, defensive line. I, I just 
you know, and that's not easy to say because no. we know how good that Mourinho is in these special games, uh, in these one-off situations where he can put a game plan in place and find a way to win late on. He might absolutely do it as he mm. did um, recently, but I still, I, I just got TV a feeling for Chelsea. Must watch TV yeah. Sunday, eleven yeah, thirty on NBCSN. Before that, though, Manchester City and Arsenal. I mean, I described, we, we had a chat about it in the week. I've described Man City at the moment. They're like the Mike Tyson. You know, they've got knockouts for, 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 from all angles with the goals and that. And somehow we need the Buster Douglas. We need somebody from somewhere to come and knock him out and then let everybody realise that they, they can be beaten. I mean, nine wins, one draw in the first 10 games. I mean, 35 goals scored. It just gets more impressive week by week. Yeah. Arsenal have to be perfect defensively with their back three if that's what they're going to play and look for runners. The two midfield players in front of them are huge in terms of they have to be solid, reading the game, watching runs, dealing with wide players. I just don't know if it's too much for an Arsenal team. It, it, it'll take the kind of performance they had against in the 0-0 draw against Chelsea and some to stop Manchester City winning the game. I think what they do have in their favour, Arsenal, Rob, is the fact that the, the Europa League is, is not important. So they can absolutely rest players mm -hmm. for tomorrow's game, Thursday's game, yeah. um, and be ready for the Man City challenge. But I can't see them stopping City. I can't. You talk about them being, having to be perfect defensively, have to have an, a, a really good defensive shield that we've mm. not really seen. Um, they have got the knockout punch, if you I like, if you want to continue goal, your though, boxing. There? Yeah, there is goals in them. There's goals in them. Yeah, there, there is goals in those front three players. Ozil's Alexis and uh, Lacazette, of course, can hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. I just, if, if City are at 90% are at of focus and concentration, yeah. um, and I mean, the ones that even the players that didn't play Rob are going to be are going to be sharp. You know, Gabriel Jesus didn't start the game mm. against Napoli. You know, he you'd think he'd be starting. Well, he will start the game. I mean, that's that's what they can do. Um, David Silva probably be back in the side as well. So Bernardo Silva, maybe. So I, I think that City are playing so well um, that they that Arsenal won't be able to stop them. So City win for me. Yeah. And there won't be a park bus in sight in this game. At all. This no, will be for the serious Pep versus Arsenal. And as you know, Robbie Musto, in Arsenal, we trust. So, Arsenal, <laughs> big game for them, 9.15 on NBCSN on Sunday. So, you've heard from us, but we want to hear from you, our listeners. Firstly, we'd love you to rate and review our podcast by downloading the two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like, where we can improve. And also, we want to know which team you support and why you support that team. Was it one match, one player? Did you visit that, that town or city? Please let us know in the best two or three responses we'll re read out on our next Premier League podcast. So, on a super night for Spurs, beating the mighty Railway Madrid, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with his two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.